Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Vineyard Bible Ministry Podcast. I am your host, Diana Tucker. We're going to have an awesome and blessed podcast today. But before we get started, I would like to thank God for his grace, guidance, and mercy. And I believe that he is the one true living God. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in and spending time to listen to the podcast. Thank you so much. I pray and I hope that this podcast will be a blessing to you like it's a blessing to me because we are all a work in progress. So let us get ready to receive the message that God has in store for us today. And again, welcome to the Vineyard Bible Ministry Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Vineyard Bible Ministry Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Tucker. Welcome, 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 welcome. So we're right in in December, and uh, it's December 10th. So I guess we just got 15 more days before Christmas. Um, I like the fall and the winter seasons. I like how the weather is, you know, as they call it, sweater weather, you know hoodies and all that. I like that type of season. Um, And I know a lot of people are exchanging gifts, but we know why and what Christmas is really all about is is about Christ, our Lord and Savior. So, and again, that's for another podcast, but again, welcome, welcome. Uh, I thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, I like to thank those that are following the podcast because I noticed that as soon as I put it out, I get uh, people listening to it um, right away. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for supporting Vineyard Bible Ministry Podcast. It means the world to me. And also, you know, we you know we wrote a children's book. So if you got any little ones that enjoy reading, there goes a book. The book is a affirmation book, um, telling them that they're. They're beautiful, they're smart, they're loved, you know. You know, sometimes growing up in different eras, we wasn't told that enough. And I think that if they have this book, it would encourage them more. So again, you know, we are selling our book, You Are, uh, and also we sell it in Spanish, Tu Eres. So you can either have it in English or have it in Spanish, it's there. So thank, again, for those that are buying the book, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for supporting the Vineyard Bible Ministry Podcast. So enough uh, advertisement for the book. Let's go straight to the scripture. So today's scripture reading is coming from Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. Uh, Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. And I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible. And it reads, now the man had relations with his wife, Eve, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. And she said, I have obtained a male child with the help of the Lord. And again, she gave birth to his brother, Abel. Now, Abel was a keeper of flocks, but Cain was a cultivator of the ground. So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord from the fruit of the ground. And Abel, on his part, also brought an offering from the firstborn of his flock. 
and from their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain became very angry and his face was gloomy. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why is your face gloomy? If you do well, your face not be cheerful. And if you do not do well, sin is lurking at the door and its desire is for you, but you must master it. Cain talked to his brother Abel and it happened that when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. So I know we learned about Cain and Abel through Sunday school Bible study, but I want to really examine these scriptures. Uh, I want to talk about Cain's behavior and how it led up to him killing his brother Abel. So, in these eight verses, um, it was very clear that Cain was a farmer and Abel, he raised animals. And they were given up an offering. And during that time, it wasn't like an offering for addressing a sin or an atonement. It was more for like thanksgiving, thanking God for all that he has done for them. And they were at age, because if you go to verse 3, it says, So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to Lord from the fruit of the ground. So there was a time in his life where he was old enough to have done that, to give up the offering. And he understood why he was doing it. Okay, so sometimes when you're young, you know, I'm speaking... I mean, about myself, especially when I was younger, um, I thought that all our beliefs, you know, we all raised up in the same house. All of our beliefs were the same. You know, me and my brothers thought it was all the same because we was all brought up the same way. But I was wrong. And you could look at Cain and Abel because Cain and Abel was brought up that we're going to give offerings to the Lord, you know, when you get older, and this is why we're doing it. And I know they heard about um, what happened to his parents when they became disobedient and they were kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Eden. So it wasn't like he didn't know about his parents' history. He knew about that. And he knew about Satan. So it wasn't like he didn't know about, about him. He knew about Satan. He knew what Satan can do, and he knew what Satan was about. He knew how he's a trickster. He, 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 he knew all of that. So it wasn't like he didn't know, because that's why they're doing the offering. But he also knew about the consequences of being disobedient to God. So he knew about the blessings and all the things that God has done for them. He knew about the temptation part. But again, he also knew about the consequences of disobeying God. So... When it came time for them to worship and offer up to God, Cain's heart wasn't in it. Um, he wasn't feeling it. 
Because if he was, God would have regarded or accepted his offering. But for some reason, God didn't do it. Because if you go back to verse 4, it says, Abel on his part also brought an offering um, from the firstborn of his flock and from their fat portions. And the Lord had regarded for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had not regarded. So did he not give God his best? Did he not give God enough? I mean, we don't know. But it, it, it wasn't up to God's standard or God felt like he wasn't, it wasn't worthy of him. And I get that because if, if you go to John chapter four, verses 23 to 24, it says, but a time is coming and even now has arrived when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. For such people, the father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So in other words, your heart, your mind, your spirit is in it. You're in it when it comes to worshiping God. So going back to Cain, was his heart in it? Abel gave God his best. So did Cain give God his best? Obviously, we found out that he didn't. So let's apply it to now. Do we give God our best? when we praise him and when we worship him, do we try our best to do according to God's will in our lives? Do we give and help other people by doing our best? Are we doing our best? Are we just doing enough? And people just have to settle. You know, the Bible always keeps stressing that we are an image of God, right? Because we was made in the image of God. So if we were made in the image of God, we got to understand that God is so worthy to be praised for creating us to be in his image. So we have to give our best. Okay, so what was his motivation? I mean, what made him not want to give God his best? And where was his faith and obedience? You know, because sometimes children tends to repeat their parents' sin if their heart has not been given wholly to God. So we could repeat the same sin that our parents did. And you know what that sin is? It's disobedience. But we, by God's grace and mercy, we can change the narrative and not repeat what our parents have done. What, what's about to happen to Cain? He fell under the same entrapment as his mom did when it came with Satan. And I'm going to tell you why. We're going to get to that. Again, we could change their, their narrative. God allow us to change it. So we don't have to repeat it again through our lives, and hopefully not through our children's lives. So one thing I have learned about God is that he give us hints, like breadcrumbs of our behavior and conduct to get us back on track. And he encourages us to change 
because he wants us to listen to what he's trying to do for us and through us. So instead of Cain listening to God, he allowed his emotions to take over. And the two main emotions that he had that tipped the scale was hatred and jealousy. Those two emotions together is like a recipe for murder. Cain was on the borderline of that. And how God is so good and gracious. He spoke to him. If we go back to verse 6, he's seen something was stirring up in Cain. He's seen it. Starting at uh, the fifth verse. We're going to look at the last part of the fifth verse. It says, so Cain became very angry and his face was gloomy. It's like he was like at a different level right there. Like, how can God accept his but not mine? So God caught that and he tells Cain, why are you angry? And why is your face gloomy? If you do well, he's telling him, if you would have did it well, your, will your face not be cheerful? Wouldn't you be cheerful if you did it right? And he said, and if you don't do well, sin is lurking at the door. I'm, I'm telling you right now, sin is right there waiting for you. God already knew what, what, what um, Cain was about to do. Because sin was like right there. Like all you got to do is open up the door. He, he got to cross over that borderline. That door, port, that door post, okay? He had to cross over it to commit what he did to his brother. And even God said, it, it is desire is you. Sin wants you so bad. Satan wants you so bad because you already have that mindset. Your mind is not on God. It's on hatred and jealousy towards your brother who is innocent. He's just doing his thing. He's just doing what God called him to do. His brother just minding his own business, worshiping God, thanking God, and he's jealous over that. So the enemy, Satan's just like, you know, look at him. How dare he? You know, you gave your best. You know you gave your best. Look at them. Why they get all the, you know, the good job or, or why they get the raise or, or how they get that promotion? Did you try? Did you try your best? God looks at everything. But one thing that God said to Cain that stuck out, it says, you must master it. You got to control your anger. You cannot let this get out of control. Because if you cross that borderline, if you cross that doorpost, you're going to go into something that you cannot walk away from. And this is something that he may not regret. You don't know. But I know what's going to happen. And I'm trying to help you. And I'm trying to stop you. That's how good God is. But you know what he does? He didn't want to listen to that. Because you got to remember, God is in the spirit. God wasn't there physically. He was speaking to him, but God wasn't there physically. His brother was. So he couldn't get back at God. So he displaced his anger on 
and towards his brother. All Cain could have done was trust, his, trust God and not lean on his own understanding and try to figure out what happened. God told him what happened, but in his mindset, that's not enough. I want to know why my offering was not okay for God. Why God rebuked my offering. But God told him that wasn't good enough. So instead of God, it's so funny when you hear from the person, it's like, I don't believe you. So he goes, you know, to someone else to try to figure out that Abel was a problem. I'm not the problem. Abel's a problem. And that's what he was thinking. But it wasn't Abel. It was Cain's heart and his mindset. They were the problem. The Bible says God doesn't show favoritism at all. All he seeks is righteousness within his people. Was Cain offering, was it worthy of God? I'm going to keep going back to that. Listen to what Peter said in Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35 about God. I must certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality. But in every nation, the one who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. Peter says this hundreds and hundreds of years later, that what is right is acceptable to him. What is right? So what Abel did, it was right in God's eye. What Cain did, it wasn't right. And God was dropping some hints and telling him what he could do to fix it. It's just like, you know, when you're in school and you're asking your teacher, I don't understand why I got this bad grade. And then your teacher tells you, hey, if you do the problem like this, maybe, you know, you get a better grade. But we all know that, you know, when it comes to math, there's more than one way to get to grandma's house. But either we take that what the teacher tell us and learn from it or we discard it and still try to figure it out on our own. When it comes to God's word, we got to stop discarding it and thinking like God don't understand. He does. He understands wholeheartedly what we're going through. He understands the emotions that we're going through. But God also knows that the heart is wicked. And once your heart gets started and you get caught up in your heart and your mindset, it's connecting. The only person that could change your thought process is God, if you allow him. But Satan, like what God said, sin is lurking at the door. And that's exactly what happened. But the Bible says we could get angry. But we got to get angry for righteousness sake, not to just be popping off. I got I to tell this person what's up. Righteousness for justice. We could, we could get angry, but we cannot sin. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 to 27 says, Be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. Again, stop giving him the opportunity when you're upset. Satan wants you to stay angry. He wants you to stay mad. He wants you to be bitter. He wants you to have all these negative feelings 
because he wants you to sin because it leads to sin. All these feelings could be temporary once we start praising and worshiping God. It just, it will slowly start going away. But if you want to let it manifest and you want to make these feelings permanent, then it's not that person. That person been uh, forgot about what happened. They moved on, but you're still mad. I know somebody that's been mad at me for over a year and I'm still trying to figure out why. What did I do? They can't explain it. They just mad. That's not of God. God would not allow anyone to stay mad, especially like that. Because the Bible says, again, don't let the sun go down. You know how many sunsets that were <laughs> that happened for a whole year and you're still mad? All I could do is pray for that person. Pray for them. Especially if they don't even remember why they mad at you. They just got this feeling, you know, this feeling. That's sinful. We do not need to be on the borderline of anger or any ungodly misconduct. Because, again, it leads to sin, corruption of our hearts. Remember what God told Cain. God wants to bless us in so many ways. In our lives, we should remain cheerful and grateful and very appreciative. But God knows our hearts. He knows we will get caught up in our emotions, and he doesn't want that for us. We don't want Satan, like, waiting at the door, at that borderline, that doorpost, wanting us to, to cross over into sin. Because once you cross over... There might not be a way to come back because sometimes we get so prideful and then the hatred builds up even more that we get to the point where we don't want to deal with anything with that person. It's like, I don't even want to hear their name mentioned. So not, you know, not repenting, not asking for forgiveness and letting your pride will have you being stuck on the other side spiritually but it has to take growth in the lord to understand that yes we're going to get angry but don't sin you know god even says in scripture that we could talk to people even have a mediator but don't sin and we know what happened between cain and abel he killed his brother he killed him but then he's going to turn on and ask God for mercy because he didn't want to get killed. And you could finish reading that in chapter four. You know, God wound up giving him a mark on his forehead so he wouldn't get killed. You, you believe that? When you think about it, he had no problem killing his brother, but he didn't want to get killed. You know, he didn't want to be a target. And see how good God is? He stopped that from happening. You know, I thank God for this message today because it makes you reevaluate what's really important to stay mad at someone or talk to them and forgive them. I mean, these are the options you have. Why stay mad? 
Why, why have that, that sin lurking at the door waiting for you? I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't. And I wouldn't want that for you either. Who wants to live like that spiritually? I don't. So I hope that this message was a blessing to you. Because it's a huge blessing to me. And I hope it was a blessing to you. And again, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the podcast. It means a lot to me. And share it with others. Please share it with others. Because we have to learn to control our anger. And we need to pray for those in our family that we may be angry with or those that have anger you know, against you or towards you. Pray for them. So as always, reread the scriptures for yourself so that you may get an understanding of what God is trying to tell you. Take care, everyone. God bless. Love you all. Thank you so much for listening to the Vineyard Bible Ministry Podcast. I pray that you was blessed with the message. And if you have enjoyed the message and would like updates of new episodes, please subscribe and share with others. You can also leave us a message on the link that is posted on the podcast page. And you can follow us on our website, www.vbministry.com, www.vbministry.com. You can get updates of our Bible studies, request prayer, and if you would like to contact us. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the podcast. May God bless you in every aspect of your life. Take care.